Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Patty Wilson in Patty's Playhouse. We're on Real Talk 93.3 FM in Tallahassee. Tallahassee's on the map now. Yeah. Not always for good reasons. (laughs) Well, congratulations to Andrew Gillum, who is the nominee for the Democratic Party for the governor of the state of Florida. No, seriously, congratulations to him because nobody thought that was going to (laughs) happen. Nobody. Zero people. Like I went to a uh, Republicans Women Committee thing, which is hilarious. If I could talk about that, I would. It's hilarious. Um, and they thought it was going to be the Philip Levine, Levine guy, and they were all worried about him. And I said, "Baby blue signs don't work." I mean, who wants a baby blue sign with century gothic, whatever that is, century font? It was so thin. I mean, there was no bold boldness to his signage and of course he lost horrifically and andrew beat uh gwen herm because that's her real name i like to call her gwen herm and now we are going to have the fight of i don't know i'm gonna enjoy it the decade with uh desantis and gillum so it should be interesting it's already interesting as of the second day oh the first day after the primary some comments were made and of course everyone's offended already so it's 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 going to be a big, big election. But today we're talking about Scott's Scott's on his way into 
the studio, and we're going to talk about short sales today. I have a couple short sale listings, and I haven't had a short sale listing in several years. So we're going to talk about what a short sale is, what the process is, how it can affect you, and then we're going to talk about new construction, the process of buying a home with new construction with a builder. Should I go directly to the builder? Should I avoid the realtor? What if the builder has realtors? So we're going to talk about that process because these are two things that happened to us this week, and so we like to be current and then we're going to do garnet and gold, which I have my wine right here. And we're going to talk about, oh, there's Scott with his little umbrella. Yep, it is pouring outside because it's 4 o'clock on a Wednesday, and that's what happens. So, yeah, so Scott's coming in. So we're going to talk about short sales, new construction, a little bit of garnet and gold, which for us is wine and probably wine this week. And shout out to my mom. Um, her birthday is September 1st, so she'll be 84. So when I'm, I'm going to be gone this weekend and going to see my mommy. She's a good 84, too. She made it two years longer than McCain. I was kind of, I always judge, like, who lived this long and who lived that long. And there's Scott. Scott has his headphones on. Ah, oh, thank you. Because me talking to myself for three minutes and 26 seconds. <laughs> Was was tough. You do like an audience. <laughs> it was tough. I did it though. I did it without you know stuttering too much. So I well, it's not the audience, but I do. I like having Feedback, banter. I, I like banter. I, I told John, our producer, I'm not Rush Limbaugh. I can't ramble on for 40 minutes before I take a call. It just doesn't work. I'm and I'm, I'm entertaining in my own mind. <laughs> well, I in, mean, in mine too. Well, we were going to talk about today, because I haven't seen you. You were out with your daughter. We're short sales, because I had two recent short sales, and new construction and using a realtor for the new construction. So we're going to talk about that. And then I have my, remember when we bought this, Scott, the rare purple blend? I do recall that. It's church wine for sure. Yes. Not Catholic church wine, because that's usually sweeter, but uh, it's not bad. No, it is not You can bad. have a little bit. Did you have one? I had it when we had that open oh, house. I didn't realize I bought more than one, but I love the label. I think it was a bogo. It's my purple. BD126, what is it? DC1263. Yeah, my, it's my purple. My purple hex code. It is like a church wine, though. It is like a church wine. So how was your week? Good. Really good. Yeah, busy. Yeah, I was busy. Way to brutal week, actually. You know, having... It's good now that it's generally close to being over, but... Seven days ago, it was brutal. Well, we got another closing. Which is why this... I want to talk about new construction. Yes, well, there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. No names mentioned. None. Although, because they're trying to make it right, but it, it was brutal. And if you don't have a realtor, we'll go into that in the first segment. We'll talk about new construction and short sales, which yeah, I like short sales, but for different reasons. And we're going to describe what a short sale is, the definition of the short sale, and then we'll talk about. Do you have wine this week? I have wine every week, typically. I think there was one week I didn't. You had wine. You yeah. You talked about bourbon. I did buy fashioned. the orange bitters this week. Have not you used did? it yet. I have not used it yet. Well, I'm going no to judgment. Clearwater for the two days before I go to uh, see my mother, and I intend to have a old, old fashioned. fashioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, not like I did the night in Manhattan, but mm, something like that. Ted's makes a good one. Well, I think they call it a new fashion at Ted's. Oh, do they? Yeah. What's the difference? Not sure. <laughs> we'll have to look it up on the menu. <laughs> right. I do not know. Well, anyway, this is Patty's Playhouse. So we generally talk real estate, life in Tallahassee, which is fixing to change. So before we moved to this place at 1030 East Lafayette, where our office is currently, we rented space in Sean Pittman's 
law office and a Pittman law firm. Pittman is the campaign manager for Andrew Gillum. And I've never been more happy to make a move than then. Well, and Dustin Daniels, I believe. Is he both? Well, I was only caring about the Andrew Gillum because we never got parking anyway. Which, if you listen to the show for like more than two weeks, parking is my number one move Always. issue. Yeah, I didn't like it. So I heard that uh, Angus, who's Bobby Mack in the morning show, said that that's where everybody was last night. Well, Goodness. praise the Lord. Because real estate, we work. We work 12, 14 hours if we have to. So sure. We need to be able to stay and work in a place. So I'm very glad we moved out. Oh. Very glad we moved out. And it appears that where we are now, Al Lawson, who won pretty handily last night, one and his office is just a little bit further down from us so it's still going to be a busy parking lot but we have our own parking i'm not sure office. that it's a long-term office for him i don't know i have no idea it, I, I mean I'm, according probably, to all the chairs outside i'm guessing not <laughs> just saying it was his campaign his campaign office outside no <laughs> no it wasn't there's a lot of chairs out because <laughs> they sit outside a lot of them. <laughs> there's just a lot of chairs and i don't understand it I mean, if you're going to rent an office, go inside. I mean, I don't want to be outside and have to get through a swarm of people who are political in nature. It's just not my thing. No, and I'm crying every year I have to stop. So. Uh, I was crying <laughs> now, when I had to walk it, through them all. He means it. He's, I know I mean just, it. I don't. I, like, why? Like, it's an office setting. Right. So I don't want to crawl through people to get to my office. No. no not, it's brutal. Not so yeah, last night, Scott was at home, and I left the office, and it was the night of the primary and i was like hey buddy you're so glad <laughs> thank you're god you missed it well i thought you know is it four i thought it was like four o'clock there were so many people parked there yeah, anyway i don't know what's gonna happen when he becomes congressman and he's sitting in there i don't know I'm imagining he will have an office elsewhere but we have we have work issues like everybody else because we treat our job like a job people talk about it being so flexible in real estate really it's not you're really tied to your phone tied well, to your computer tied to your chair depends on what you call flexible did you see your gift? Look, My, look, 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 I made that for you. Oh, goodness, no. I'll, I'll show it later. Wow, she is really getting fancy. I'm this. getting fancy. I use my silhouette. We make our own presents for our customers, and I needed to Good practice. Color. It's your favorite. It's what you always pick. So like it's this it. royal blue, and it's Scott with a C welded into it. It's called welding on the silhouette. So I merged it so it looks like one big piece. It looks really cool. It was a cool font. I'll share a picture later. So if you want a great gift, call us where you're real. <laughs> if there's a downturn, as they predict in 2020, that's what I'll be doing. Yeah. So I got to get my practice on. Get and I don't, see, I don't see it as an appraiser. Patty doesn't see it. I, I have not seen it, but I've not been in it long enough to kind of know it. I, I just don't Outside see of being it. a homeowner. I see more listings right now, which is typical for the fall market, but I don't see a downturn because rates are so good. Oh my God! The GDP was just re readjusted for the second quarter to four point two percent. I just don't see it. Either really low or really high. There's nothing in that sweet spot. Still. Well, that's the builders. That's just like. Do you remember when they were selling cars? When we had our first breakdown in the market, and they started doing the junk for car cash for cars, Mm -hmm. and it took out all the junkers. Well, the builders refused to build any homes for people to move up to. Well, it's going to be a problem. It is going to be a problem. Speaking of new construction, builders. Yeah, we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. So the idea is a lot of people will go to the builder thinking they're getting a better deal. Well, if my folks didn't have a builder and a realtor to help with the builder, 
it would have been a wreck. I can't even it's just imagine. It's different here in Tallahassee. Because the builder didn't do any of the stuff that they said they were going to do. The builder's representative. It wasn't the builder. Correct. The builder didn't know what was going on, and I didn't know how to reach him. But the builder's representative didn't do like six days worth of work right before closing. Which and is never so fun. you don't, what would you have done? Well, the challenge there is that it's not necessarily, um, it doesn't necessarily depict how the builder builds, but it does depict if that is so troublesome getting fixed, it makes you think about other things. Getting prepared for the Correct. buyer, right. This is Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. Our website's purpledoorteam.com. See you on the other side of the break. We're going to talk about new construction. Patty's Playhouse. We're on Real Talk 93.3 FM. Come, my lady. Come, Little come, rap and jam for your Little Saturday. Rapper. That is like, I think the name, Little Rapper. And we are going to talk about new construction. So the process of new construction, you can do it a couple ways. You can buy a piece of land, then go to the bank, and then find a builder, and that's called a construction perm. It's two sets. You own the land, you find a builder, it's construction to permanent, or short for construction to perm. That's not what we're talking about. And that's a whole other like hour and a half. The, the one we're talking about is you have a builder who's not a realtor. He hires a realtor. That's the builder's representative. So that one, that he is basically the listing agent who works for the builder. In this case, he was also a builder. And he was to make sure that our house was prepared for August 20th. And that did not happen. So it was just a fluke. I was stressing and stressing and stressing and stressing and stressing beyond my normal stress. And I was speaking to the title company, and they said, well, call this person directly. He's the actual signer. So we called him. And what a breath of fresh air. Took all the grief away and fixed it. Just communication. Said I had no idea because he was relying on his representative backslash builder to get it all done. Pretend I don't have a realtor to push and push and push. I mean, that the buyers could have walked. The buyers could have just... just been in, I mean, it would, they would have been in tears because we know what we're doing and it was still frustrating. Can you imagine not knowing and you're buying a $600,000, $700,000 home and it's not done? That would be a challenge. It was just, all I do is shake my head and si- I mean, I'm silent, but it just, it's just, it was just tough. It was tough because I love the buyers. I've known them for about 10 years and it was tough because I love the builder and whatever was going on, it, it just wasn't being taken care of. So the actual builder, president builder, took care of it. But pretend again, you decide you're just going to go to spec builder, Mr. Jones. And Mr. Jones is saying, my house is ready. There's nothing left to be done. And then you have a home inspection because you still want to inspect. Several several builders don't appreciate the home inspection. But I've had situations where the switch for the uh, disposal was never placed in. 
in this case, the uh, dryer vent wasn't cut out. Correct. There are things that happen. They didn't put it. This wasn't me a long time ago. They they re, they ran the the air conditioner backwards. And unless you have the subs are in a hurry, they're getting paid per job. And unless you, it's not the builder isn't like hand building each part of that house. He's subbing it out. And you're relying on your subs. And without good subs, the builder, the builder has nothing. Absolutely nothing. So they ran. The, I don't even know what they were thinking. The pan wasn't on the air conditioner. And uh, they, um, it was in, something was backwards. I mean, it was a big deal. And it was only because of having a home inspection. And the, and the challenge in this particular case is that when you have that done and then the walkthrough is right before, you assume that the majority of items have been fixed on the punch well, you, list. Yeah, it's a couple of weeks. I'm like, is it been done? And, and I yet, went and, and you I were checking up on it. I was go visit the house. I met him, go visit, met him again. I walk out. I mean, I am, I, I'm not nice. <laughs> If you've crossed me and you make me look bad, this is, it's going to be brutal. Well, and it just never came to It never came it, until, bless her heart, the title person took care. I, she said, no, you call this person, this person. This. So that's why we all work as a team. You have to have the relationship with people to be able to, she knew I was frustrated. She was able to step in and fix it. And bless her heart, Jessica Bennett with North Florida Title fixed it. And bless her heart. I mean, she's just so smooth. Anyway, I love her to death. I've known her for years. But she knew the builder. She knew the builder's family. And she just went in and just fixed it. And unless you have those relationships. And I always want to build a house in a day or build a business in a day. I'm always in a hurry. That relationship, she just knew from talking to me how to fix it. Well, giving you the the path it's the corrections to the house afterwards that was the real fix. But had we not had that path, right? And had we not had that path, and I always believe and make fun, whatever, that it's the Holy Spirit. Like I called her about something benign, and it became my path. And she, but she could tell by the sound of my voice that it wasn't normal. Right. That I was upset to say the least. I, I, and you, you have to be. I people are spending a lot of money. Whether it's a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house which are my favorite people, or the $700,000 house. I love the, the first-time homebuyers because they're so excited. They're so excited and they're so happy and they haven't been, they haven't been abused by the, the mortgage process too many times. What's which the can excitement? can be abusive. Yeah. So, I mean, it all worked out in the end, but think about if I, don't, if I think I'm going to save money and I just go directly to the builder or just go directly to the listing agent, what happens? Well, you just you got to think you, about the end. You lose the individuals that are working on your behalf. And the way we work in our office between Scott and I, we split everything 50-50 anyway, so it doesn't really matter. If I have the listing and uh, and you call on our listing and you want to make an offer, you're going to Scott as the buyer. I am not taking you on as the buyer because I believe, and it is my personal belief, that it's it would be a challenge for me to do both without my face showing right we're transactional brokers for sure but it certainly is helpful to have someone that you yeah someone like. asked me a direct question and i have to keep confidential it's hard for me to keep that confidentiality without saying just without being what uh, some would be abrupt because i'm just not telling you and I, I 
I'm just not doing it. So it's just easier for me if I'm the listing or I have the buyer, Scott has the listing to just switch off. And that way that person feels that they can say whatever they need to their transaction broker, which is agency, which is in the weeds. But they want to be able to speak to their realtor and know that it's not going to be used against them. Of course. So that's what we, we just work it differently. So think about it. You're going, you want to build your big, beautiful home. The builder, I know Premier does it. They'll do it um, where the, you can just go directly to them and then your agent will get their part of the commission just as a referral and they'll work you through the process or you can have your agent involved as much as possible. But think about, so the commission's going to be spent. You're not getting, you're not getting a deal. It's just how is it going to be worked so that you get the best representation and someone to be able to hear you and your frustrations and know this is your expectation of the way the house should be completed and as in finished. And the challenge with that is having a CO, a CO means certificate of occupancy. The builder can say it's done. I have a CO. So unless you have someone to say, no, it's CO plus, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it fixed. Well, and if you do, it will take some time. And I worked new construction first. I worked for Turner Heritage before I went to uh, the other brokerage. And Turner Heritage, they're building, he's Turner Legacy now in Destin. And that's how they worked it. It was very fair. If you go to a custom builder and they only have one representative and they're working many, many homes, big homes, you got to make sure that you're getting the time and customer service that you're expecting. So the actual builder, president builder, fixed the situation once he had the knowledge to fix it and all went well, we closed on time and I, and the buyers are happy. Hallelujah. You have to be able to be, you have to listen. I mean, whether it's a hundred thousand, that's your home. It, it's not liquid. You can't just turn it around and, and get rid of it so easily without it costing you thousands of dollars. It doesn't well, change. Really I think one thing I paid attention to is how it didn't change based on price point. You still have the same issues. The difference is when you have buyers at that price point that are, 500 and above and the expectation is different home, correct yeah. the expectation is different and the response has to be it has to be real yeah. <laughs> it has to be you have to tell people that you're going to be there and actually be there well, i think that's it it's being actionable it's not the talk is yeah. just the talk and and so many people they want to hear the words i want to see the words in action well agreed whether it's all day every day yeah motivation's always been my biggest what do i do is scrub it it's always intrigued me what motivates people. And generally it's money. <laughs> money helps. Whether it's saving it, making it or otherwise. Yeah, it's money, you know, to look good, be right and have some cash at the end of the day. Nothing wrong with that. So did you learn a lot from this experience? Was this your first, I don't know. Was this your first new construction? New construction? Yes. Not from, not from my own perspective as being a homeowner, but from a realtor's perspective. Yes. It is. In Tallahassee for sure. Did you like it? Uh, yes and no, but some of it skewed by, you know, the last part of the experience. Yeah, what happened? And it wasn't the house was already completed, so you well, didn't get to go in and pick and stuff. And I think that's part of the challenge, really, in this whole transaction. It's looking at it, knowing that there was time because it was specced, that there was time to do the things that needed to be done. And I'm just, you know, I'm very actionable, so I want to see progress and people doing what they say they're going to do. Right. That's just me. Well, on the other side of the break, we're going to talk short sales. Yay. Yay. Short sales and is the market changing? This is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009, purpledoorteam.com. All the way to the south.
Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. That's Let It Ride, Bachman Turner Overdrive. And I keep getting dinged by YouTube. I'm not trying to be a DJ here, but YouTube is giving me a hassle posting my podcast up. So you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You can go to YouTube, maybe, to struggle. It's a great song, though. It is a good song. Just makes you want to be bought. Right? Yes, as John John is teasing us. (laughs) I love this song. Anyway, we're going to talk about short sales. So we're realtors. I've been a realtor for a long time. I don't even know my year. And and a property appraiser. So short sales, people are like, I want a short sale. Okay. A short sale, short means the lender short the funds. I owe more than what I can sell it for. So the lender is going to take, allow me to close and transfer the sale of the home and be short their funds. That's the shortness of it. It's just like if you had a credit card and you stopped paying and they were like, hey, we'll get cut your deal. We'll let you pay half. And then we'll just say less than paid less than it full on your credit report. Same idea. Short sales. That's how it works. So negotiated price. The homeowner still owns the home. It's not a foreclosure. Foreclosure means that the bank owns it. So the homeowner still owns. It's still a personal property. Has to be uh, negotiated first with the seller of the homeowner. And then it goes to the lender. They take one contract at a time. They will not look at more than one contract. It's up to the agent in this area to negotiate, the listing agent, whether they want to accept backup offers or no backup offers. And I'm taking backup offers. I'm not accepting an offer without allowing backup offers to be in play because buyers get remorse. They don't want to wait. They, they're not patient. The process, there's no guarantee for price or time. You can write an offer, 100000 on a $150,000 house, and the bank's going to come back at one forty, and you, you've lost three months of your buying time. And it, say you bail. Say like, no, I got to find, my wife's pregnant. I got to buy now. I need to have backup offers in play that my seller doesn't lose to a foreclosure eventually. Once that, once that happens, you have the contract, you start negotiation, really, you're, it's out of it. You just have to be available to pr- produce documents right away. So you have to have a motivated seller, and that seller has to have all their documentation, their statements, their bank statements, their income, their employee verification. They're, they make them write a hardship letter about why they're in hardship. Like one I have right now, she had a tenant in the house, tenant didn't pay for a long time. So she was relying on that money to be able to pay the mortgage. And so that's, it's now in a short sale. So you have no guarantee. When, if you're considering as an investor or a homeowner, if you want to buy a short sale, they're as is, whereas there is no repairs. Uh, very few offer concessions right now. You can ask for it, but don't guarantee it. In fact, I'm going to tell somebody, I don't, I would rather take the offer without concessions than an offer with concessions because the the lenders don't have any benefit to doing this. They're doing it really to please the government, to keep people in homes and not ruin their lives, backslash Wells Fargo, than to, they they make more money off the foreclosure right now because there's so few sales. So it's really a nice thing if you can think a mortgage lender would be nice or a servicer to be able to take that short sale. Because there's there's literally no financial benefit in a seller's market for the buyer or the homeowner to be able to short sale. Just none. So if they have two or three liens, you have to negotiate with with everybody because if the second and third lien holder doesn't give up their rights to the debt, it's never closing. 
So right now in the seller's market, I wouldn't take a, a short sale that had two liens or three liens or any. Just the one. No more than one. Because the number two and number three aren't getting paid. We just have one recently closed where the number two lien had to be paid outside of closing. And it was all agreed upon. It was all legal, legal. So they just paid them directly to cover it. The buyer paid directly. And the bank, the servicer was happy with that. So that's the only way that got through. It would never have gone through because they're not giving up their rights. Even though in a foreclosure, they're not getting anything either. Number one is always going to be number one. just think it's still interesting in this market where people who are looking for homes understand that it's a short sale, know that they're getting it for less than what the market value would be otherwise. They may get it for less than the market value. Well, the offer, let's just say. The offer is going to be less. The offer is going to be less. And with saying that, they still want it to be like a brand new home. Yeah, that was I, my. Just, I, if you go to my Facebook page, Patty Johnson Wilson, I wrote people. I dropped the price from one thirty-five to one hundred, and they. I said realtors will bring somebody in, think it's a two hundred thousand dollars house that they can get for seventy-five, and I was not far off. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, I wasn't. And I'm very upfront about the condition of the home. It is what it is. You're not getting it for anything less than the bank's willing to take. Regardless. So you can offer. You know, pretend it is two hundred. You can offer a hundred thousand, but it's going to be countered. It's not. You might as well just do upfront what they think they're going to get. Just, or pass. So if you're the second, or there's you've got liability a with a short sale. You have to fully disclose everything to both sides that the house is as is, where is what you think you might know about the house. There's a lot of liability because if the seller pretend the seller um, thinks that they're getting, they're not going to have to pay anything off. Some of the some of the servicers like a Wells Fargo or Ceteris will come back and say, we want you to make payments on this for like the next 20 years for the difference of what the house sold and what was owed. And they'll ask them for a payment structure. If, if they don't know that up front, I mean, agents are asking for it. So I've always been hesitant with short sales. You just fully disclose. I talked to her, had her speak to the Bank of America, had everything in writing. This is the way it's going to work. This is what I think you should do. Disclose, 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 and keep it in writing for five years. Because you don't want, you don't know when the servicer, what they're writing. I mean, the pages, like, these notes are like 36 pages long. You just need to make sure and have an attorney look at it, not a patty. So I'm doing control F, trying to find payment. (laughs) I'm not reading 36 pages. You need an attorney. For sure. For sure. So we always suggest that, that they go get an attorney and have them read the documents so that they know that there's there's zeroed out at the end of the transfer from the house because otherwise I'm not I'm not paying for your house and there's just been some liability with realtors and if you're uh if you're the buyer get your own realtor or you Scott if I'm the agent and make sure that that buyer's agents had a little experience or that the broker's willing to watch them through it because they need to know time and dates it, it's just different it's a very different process. And they, they need to keep the buyer engaged because the buyer has to wait it out. The buyer's under contract. The buyer's, you know, there's a binding contract at that point. So it's not just a looky kind of thing. So short sales are interesting. So the process is, uh, it, the bank decides whether the seller is eligible. The realtor doesn't get to decide that. So there, it's a long-term hardship. In her case, it was a tenant. Sometimes it's relocation because your job's required. Having babies is not a hardship under with the bank guidelines. 
you owe more than your house that's on, than it's worth in 2007. That's what happened. A lot of people had the interest only notes and right. and the price, the home value dropped Drop. significantly. If they would have just waited, you know, another seven to 10 years because the notes for 30, right? If they waited, they would have been fine, but people got scared and bailed out. You've not been able to sell your home at a price that covers what you still on the on the mortgage. You can no longer afford your home and are ready or need to leave. The benefits of the short sale are to eliminate or reduce the debt, avoid the negative impact of a foreclosure. Some short sales allow a, the uh, home seller to buy again in three years, depending on what type of loan they had. I don't think that's the same with VA. I don't think they can do that. Maybe eligible for relocation. That's very dependent upon the servicer and your hardship. So don't use that as a no, as Patty said. That this doesn't work that way. Maybe able to get Fannie Mae mortgage to purchase a home sooner. It's two years. It's it's sometimes three, sometimes longer. If you add a bankruptcy to it, it's it's gonna make it more difficult. Because some people bankrupt go file bankruptcy while they're doing the short sale process, and then you need to have permission from the bankruptcy person, appointee, to allow you to to allow you to short sale. So it makes it for a long process. That's why there's no guarantee for time or price. If you make an offer at 100 and the house is priced at 200, you're getting a counter from that bank. They're not going to let you buy it for 100 less. Just not. And they're going to do an appraisal almost out the gate. So you present the offer that you send the contract to the bank. The bank's going to send a third party full on appraiser out there that the bank pays for. And that's the number that they're going to go off of. So if the, if the bank says, bank's appraiser says it's worth 150, they're going to counter at 150. Doesn't matter what I think, even though I'm, you know, I don't presume. So on the other side of the break, what are we gonna talk about? I think liquor. It's my favorite conversation. <laughs> typically. Fine. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009, purpledoorteam.com. What good can drinking do? What good can drinking do? I drink all night. Next day I feel blue. Well, there's a glass on the table. Say it's gonna ease my pain. Yeah, there's a glass on the table. Say it's gonna ease my pain. Well, I drink down the bottle. Next day, I feel the same. Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse. This is our Garnet and Gold segment, which we haven't had in a while because we've had guests. I know, right? We had the chief of property, chief deputy property appraiser on last week. And the week before, we had Michelle Raywinkle Vasilinda. So that song was just Jefferson Starship. It was uh, Let It Ride. And I love that song because of Marty Ballin. Hmm. And they used to be Jefferson Airplane. And in the 60s, they were at Woodstock, and then they became Jefferson Starship. It was Grace Slick and Marty Ballin, and it was just beautiful. Down in San Francisco, probably most of them are in their close to 80s. <laughs> I mean, they have to be in their late 70s, right? I would imagine. I mean, how old is Marty Ballin? Let me check real quick. What are you talking about today, Scott? It's Scott Coward. Some of my birthday wine. Are now you? that I'm finally getting to it, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So Marty Ballin was born in 1942. Oh, so he's 76 years old. Gracious. Oh my Is he God. still alive? Yeah. Good. He's 76. 
He lives. He was born in Cincinnati. They're from San Francisco, so they made it, you know, to Woodstock from San Francisco. So your birthday one, because how old is Scott now? Scott is your age. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> About time to get my fraxel done. <laughs> Speaking, that's of. not fracking, right? It's fraxel. So my wine this week was um, from a friend of mine, and it's uh, Derby 2013, and it's called the Man Eater Red. I thought Ooh. you would get some joy out of that. So the uh, the taste of it was quite good. It tasted a lot like cherry and vanilla, which I would think you would like. I'm not crazy about vanilla. Um, like cherry soda. Mm, it just had oh a it had a not soda, but more of a cherry taste, not as grapey as most wines. Um, it was, so it's a red blend. I don't know if I mentioned that, which was like a Zinfandel, a Petite Syrah, et cetera. Um, it's just the blend means what percentage they put into oh. it. Oh, um, it was a, it almost had like a leathery taste to it, if you will. It was like a, I don't know, chalky, leathery-ish, <laughs> if you will. Right. It's getting better. Mm. And I was, and I was thinking to myself, is this what good wine tastes like? Is so it? I don't know. I, it's not as it wasn't as good as the prisoner wine I've had. <laughs> What's prisoner wine? Prisoner, it was just, it's called a prisoner. Oh! <laughs> it's not like what they give the I prisoners. You're making, you're making hooch in the toilet. <laughs> I mean, they may be, the but I'm not drinking oh, okay. that. So it, it, that, I guess the difference is $49 for that prisoner wine and 35 ish for this man eater red. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know if it has to do with uh, taste buds, but I particularly like a good... $19 bottle of wine. I think the the rest is just pomp and circumstance. I do like the bottle better on this one. What color was it? It's it's a white label. I mean, the bottle's just the bottle, but it's a uh -huh. white label, but it's got um, really cool colors. What's it. it pair with? Well, I don't pair, as you know. <laughs> He's starving so himself a, I, for I, a year. I'm certainly not starving, <laughs> or I wouldn't look like this, but I do like... To, when When I drink, I don't typically like to eat a lot so. before or after or with or any of the above yes because <laughs> so as soon as i have wine i want cheese or a cheeto <laughs> like i love I, I think wine or drinking in general makes me feel like i've eaten it it does <laughs> like i don't feel i don't feel hungry i don't know if it's a i don't know what it is but really yeah i don't get i typically don't get hungry there must be like a chemical in there like if I drink wine at night and let's just say I have half a bottle rather than like three mm -hmm. quarters of a bottle. Yeah. If I have half a bottle come about nine thirty ten, I'll want like some ice cream. But if I drink like three quarters or a whole bottle, <laughs> there's no ice cream needed. So I'm <laughs> well, not sure asleep. where you get your calories from. But <laughs> So when you drink a say a three quarter, we'll give you a benefit of the doubt. Yes. The three quarter. What how long do you afterwards do you go to sleep? Mm, hour. So pretty quick. Yeah. Put you out. No, not really. But no? I, I, no, I think tolerance is built over time for sure. <laughs> it doesn't make me, it, it, I do better on wine than I do on alcohol or beer or anything else. It seems to be an easy transition. Hmm. Well, so. Patty drank wine, well, right now. Because I, I had a bottle. I was making real presents. Time? I had real time. I had, was making presents with my silhouette. I was very impressed with myself earlier. So I didn't have time to drink anything. Celebratory all week. drink? It was just a breather. 
Mm. I was very excited, though. I mean, it's I am 51. Anything that I teach myself takes me a little bit longer than it would have, say, 15 years ago. And my kids were like, you barely made us book covers when we were little. What happened? Mm. I don't know. But now I do it because I have a purpose in doing it because it's a gift. Well, so I like it. Also harder to do all that when you're raising kids. You can do that now. I don't know how people do it. Right? Goodness gracious. So I drank, which I bought a while back when we had a party at the office, Rare Purple Blend. Smooth and easy, red wine. It's origin. It's origin. It's origin. It was originally. In, it was originally. I was going to say South Africa. Hmm. It's also a blended varietal. I did that right. It's wine, red wine. It's Zinfandel and Syrah. And it. I think it tastes good. It's definitely better the second cup. I think most people it's get styrofoam. confused on Zinfandel because everybody's used it's to a white. Cup. People are used to white Zinfandel, but there's a red Zinfandel, and so they well, think a red blend. You have a lot of this white, very sweet tasting wine in it, which is not the case. It's thirteen and a half percent alcohol. Hmm. Mine was fifteen point eight, and it's supposed to be black currant and black pepper flavors followed by a gentle oak spice and lingering finish. It's enjoyed with seasoned meat, a, Goodness. a pasta, and chocolate. All of which sound good, except for the chocolate. Right. You, you, oh, that's right. You don't like chocolate, but you I, like I will, ice cream? I will eat chocolate every now and again, but, but and I really don't eat a lot of ice cream either. I, it's just... What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Rocky Road. Oh, really? Or, Is that marshmallow? Or chocolate and peanut butter. Oh. But it has to be real peanut butter. Mine's peach. Which this would not go with. I like strawberry. I like a fruit ice cream. I like than... the old peach ice cream that your parents used to make in the... Right, with the salt? Right. No, that was good. Yeah, yeah. so the, it is good. I mean, it's definitely something for me to have a red wine because I don't drink it. I only bought this because it had my... It was my purple label. It is. The label's beautiful. Very much your purple. It's definitely my purple. I don't have purple on today. I have black. And look. <laughs> so... Goodness gracious. Such an airhead. So I was going to do a Facebook Live before yeah. we started because I didn't know where you were when you were coming in. And I looked down and I was like, my skin looks horrific today. It looked really just like, my, I have nice skin. I don't know what's wrong. What about your skin? I don't know. Horrific? It just looked really pale. Oh, well. I mean, Not it, my it normal glow. dark in here. My skin. Yeah, that might have been it. So I bought a Mevo. Yeah. So I don't have it yet. Hmm. But uh, it was John's idea. We're going to put it behind us. Next week, so there. it can see so the back of my head, which is I'm fine with. That's the best part. And then towards you all, so nice. make sure your skin looks good. Well, I try. Yeah, so we're gonna do lives. That will be interesting. We're gonna stream. It'll be fun. That will be. Don't really you think it'll be fun? It, yes. So I I haven't done the Mevo yet. I've just seen it from Greg Tish, who does it here on Fridays. On Where Real does Talk Greg 93. Tish put his Mevo? I think he puts it up by the security camera. Hmm. It, it, that's what it, it looks like. It looks like you can see he and Junior, and you can't really see Angus. So I don't know, but it's supposed to be good. And so you can you can use that everywhere, and also do live with it. Yeah, you, it streams. It's a it's a basically a Facebook live stream kind of Twitter uh, Periscope. So it hooks up. There's an app on your phone, and it streams that way. Well, I mean, part of the beauty of this whole radio gig was not being able to be seen. <laughs> this is going to change everything. Well, people like it, though. They like the raw. They like seeing you. They like it. They've not seen me. They have seen you, Scott. But when they do, we'll see what we happens. We did Facebook Lives and pictures. They know what you look like. Hmm. I know my sister loves you. 
She's sending us potato chips because you thank you. Cheers. <laughs> well, I cheers. Did. I, I don't know how that showed up on my Facebook feed, but I was like, oh, my sister Teresa. Look at that. I don't know. I was like, wow. I don't know how it did, but you noticed it first. I well, I noticed. I like some potato. She's chips. sending us Middlesworth potato chips, oh, which is like a cult thing in Harrisburg. Very excited about that. Yeah. So there, the package was sent this morning. She really? sent me a text message. Very oh. sweet because it's like they're not cheap to mail. Well, I am They're her delicious. favorite guy that she's never met. That's what she said. Did she wish you a happy, <laughs> that birthday? Was my happy birthday? What day is your birthday? The 18th. The 18th. So you just missed Aretha Franklin passing away, Madonna, because Madonna was born on the Ma 16th. I think Madonna, Madonna born on the 16th, Elvis died on the 17th, my birthday on the 18th. Dang. That's what I kind of remember. That's how you remember your birthday? No, I remember things that <laughs> happened around that time that were impactful. What are we going to talk about next week? Well, Wine for sure. I want. Oh, I mean, if we have a calm week, then it's hard to yeah. have a show. <laughs> There's going to be a lot happening. We've got a. We got a. Out of the blue closing this Friday and right. two next Friday. Right. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, the fun side of real estate. <laughs> Call us. Thanks so much for listening. Eight five zero six five six triple zero nine.